0: how's it going, everybody? Hey, it's going great, man. Good. How are you, Sean? Yeah,
1: no complaints here. Uh, Good to go, man. How are you guys doing?
0: Great, man. This one's going to be fun. Great. So today we're actually going (laughs) to talk a little bit about the history of Halloween, and then we're going to go into some um, more kind of... Ian's got a pretty cool theory about ghosts we're going to talk about, Um, and then we're also going to talk about some paranormal stuff here in Tennessee um, that pertains to us locally, and I think this one's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be very interesting.
2: Yeah, I like it. And my theory is uh, I'm, I'm working on the patent, so nobody steal it. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: awkward silence. Okay. That, was the, that was the point. It's okay. like you can't patent that.
0: It's a theory. Well, I mean, creative uh, property, maybe uh yeah i don't think so i i don't think you can 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 netflix specials yeah i don't think you could patent
2: scientific theories i mean you could try yeah Uh, well (laughs) can you so anyway
1: back to back to what the theory actually (laughs)
0: is no we're not we're not doing the theory yet we're gonna we're gonna dive into some of the history of halloween first (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start us
2: off oh i see all right, so uh, Halloween, so is a celebration observed in as many as thirty-one countries, and oh, oh, yeah,
0: in many countries,
2: in many countries, on the
0: thirty-first of
2: October. <laughs> Thank you, this Coke, man. What have you done to it?
0: Uh, nothing.
2: <laughs> Maybe I should have. <laughs> yeah, you should have. The eve of the Western Christian's feast of the All Hallows' Day, it begins the observance of all hallowed, hallowed tide. The time in the literature... Blah, blah. Yeah, fuck this, guys. I don't even know how to pronounce half these words. Right, <laughs> basically,
0: basically, it is the celebration of the Day of the Dead. It was a celebration of a festival that they would have at between the 31st and the uh, of October and the 1st of November. And it was also considered the day that the dead could return to the earth. And so there was a big feast to help kind of transition
2: yeah it was um originated a lot of the traditions originated from ancient celtic harvest festivals which is kind of cool um yeah that's pretty sweet and they also they also think that they had pagan roots so that's why a lot of pagans claim that you know halloween was like their holiday but it was hijacked (laughs) by christians you know
0: most Just holidays like have been most of the holidays. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it says uh, it says that Halloween began solely as a Christian holiday, separate from ancient festivals like Samhain. Halloween activities include trick or treating, or related guising and souling, attending Halloween costume parties, carving pumpkins, and a jack o' lanterners, with which I did this year. Um, my, nice. Yeah, I did a bat on a tree branch. It, it sucks, but it. Uh, gets the point across. (laughs) Yeah. And, and my and my damn, my damn pumpkin's already rotten on the front porch. She didn't even make it to Halloween. Poor bastard. So, you know, well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, I did try.
1: Um, personally, this is my favorite time of the year. I just,
0: yeah, I absolutely love Halloween. Uh, really? I didn't know you guys digged Halloween so much. Oh dude. Ever since I was a kid, I've, when I was younger, like after I stopped trick or treating and stuff, I would dress up um, in the. You know, I, I made this really creepy kind of costume. It was like an old ratted up T-shirt, and I put fake blood on it. I had this creepy like pumpkin face and this wig. It looked awesome. It was so cheap, but it looked so good. So you and, like the dressing up part of it? Oh, dude, it's so great! All
2: right, so at yeah, what, exactly. That's the best part. At what age did you guys stop dressing up for Halloween? Uh, fourteen. Oh probably. no, I still
0: do. Yeah, I mean, I dressed up yeah, last I, year as Star Lord with my kids Okay, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to dress up this year. I don't know if I'm going to have time. Yeah, I think everybody's
2: dead of the Rona, so, yeah. you know,
0: we're all celebrating Halloween. <laughs> <and> Halloween. <laughs> the Day of the Dead <laughs> is all year, apparently.
2: <laughs> Good Lord. Um, so, uh, the word Halloween or Halloween dates to about 1745 and is a Christian origin. The word Halloween means saint's evening. It comes from a Scottish term for All Hallows' Eve, the evening before All Hallows' Day. In Scots, the word Eve is even, and this is contracted to e'en or e'en. Over time, All Hallows' Eve evolved into Halloween, although the phrase All Hallows' is found in Old English. All Hallows' Eve itself is not seen until 1556. So that's pretty cool. I mean, honestly, I didn't know any of that. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I mean
2: I just knew that you you knocked on people's doors and you got candy, so that was cool.
1: (laughs) So but I mean for me for me the best part of it is getting a dress up as, you know, whatever you want. I I really like that aspect of it. I always try to find like a, a different Halloween party to go to or something every year.
2: What uh what did you what's your best costume that you've ever done? Uh
1: I mean Right around the time the Walking Dead got really popular, Um, I did a I did a pretty awesome zombie costume. Like I went out and spent money on a mask and everything, and then did up the clothes. You know, Um, I definitely looked like I could have been an extra on the show. I feel like
2: nice. If you have a picture of that I'd like to see it because I don't (laughs) believe you. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Oh damn! Wow. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, I think I have one somewhere. I'll have to ask, uh, I'll have to get in touch with my mom and ask her, actually.
0: What about you, Ian? All
2: right, guys. So I'm going to have to profess something here.
0: You've never dressed up? No, I've dressed up. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, I haven't done it in a long, long time. I'm talking maybe 14 or 15 years old. I was that kid that was an angsty teenager and mm-hmm. and everything that everybody else did was stupid. And so I stopped doing it because it was stupid. This is Air quotes for those who can't see me. Um, (laughs) And so when I was trick-or-treating, I would say the coolest thing that I dressed up as, and uh, get ready, boys, because it's really going to show my age, would be uh, the Red Power Ranger, Jason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Nice.
2: I had the belt the whole nine yards. I mean, it lit up. It was the coolest freaking... Yeah, costume I ever had, and, I mean, and the helmet was like not just a face mask. It yeah, was it was like, like a, legit, a helmet. legit helmet. Hey, there like, you go. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Parents spooled me on that one. I was probably nine or ten, maybe. That's at, cool. At the time, I thought it was cool shit, yep. and I used to wear that thing <laughs> outside all the time, playing <laughs> with my brothers,
0: <laughs> just because I could, you know. Yeah, I love I it, it, man. My favorite one was yeah. that that creepy jack o' lantern with the wig and all that stuff. Oh, the one you were I, just telling us. about. Yeah, but I think one of the most one of my other favorites one was actually last year when I did the Star Lord because I I did it legit like I bought the actual shirt he wear wore, wore in the movie and like had the similar like the same jacket and like I mean the whole nine like it was it was pretty legit. I'm not even gonna lie. That's cool. Yeah, but all right, so. I actually have. Uh, we were talking about jack o' lanterns a minute ago. Do you guys actually know the origin of jack o' lanterns? No. All
1: right. So it was to keep evil spirits away. Correct.
0: It was. Yes. Um, it started out. Um, apparently, it started off in um, back in Ireland and Scotland, and it was a story or the legend was Stingy Jack, um, and apparently he was invited to the devils to have or to the devil to have a drink um true to his name he didn't want to pay for his drink so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin and jack had used to buy the drinks once he did jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket as a next to him, a silver coin which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form eventually the devil was freed under the condition that he would not bother jack for one year and that should jack die he would not claim his soul the next year jack tried to To trick the devil into climbing into a tree to pick up a piece of fruit while he was up there in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the bark so that the devil could not come down. And the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years if he would let him down. So after that, the legend goes on. God wouldn't allow an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil was upset by the trick Jack played on him and keeping his word not to clean his soul. He would not allow Jack into hell. So he sent him into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved-out turnip, and has been roaming the earth ever since, which is why it's Jack o' Lantern. Okay, and interesting. So,
2: I feel like this is how the devil went down to Georgia. Song, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so basically,
0: in Ireland they started, and Scotland they started making their own versions of it by carving. You know, they carved scary faces and turnips and potatoes is actually where it started to frighten away. Stingy Jack, and other wandering evil spirits. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty cool, honestly. That is
2: cool. I'll, it's very yeah. interesting. I have to say if uh, somebody uh, carved a potato and was coming at me <laughs> in the middle of the night, I'd be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> like, here I go. Like, an, the like potato. an evil potato. Mr.
0: Mister Potato Head, but evil.
2: <laughs> hey, maybe that's where Mr. Potato Head <laughs> came from. The different faces you could carve out on them. Yeah, hey, maybe.
1: Hey, yeah. there you go.
2: Hmm. We'll might have to. Yeah, that I feel up. like I've, I feel like I've
1: heard like parts of that story before, but that's that's really cool. Um, actually, I kind of like that.
2: So, do you guys want to hear how Halloween spread to North America? Yes.
1: So, yeah, let's hear it.
2: <clears throat> Leslie Benentine and Cindy Ott write that an Anglican colonists in southern United States and Catholic colonists in Maryland recognized All Hallows Eve in their church calendars although the Puritans of New England maintained strong opposition to the holiday along with other traditional celebrations of the established church, including Christmas. Almanacs of the late 18th and early 19th century give no indication that Halloween was widely celebrated in North America. It was not until mass Irish and Scottish immigration in the 19th century that Halloween became a major holiday in America. Confined to the immigrant. Communities during the mid 19th centuries, it gradually assimilated into mainstream society and was celebrated coast to coast by people of all social, race, racial, and religious backgrounds by the first decade of the 20th century. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, dude, that's pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, that is pretty cool.
0: I just wish Halloween was as as awesome today as it was like back in the late 90s. Yeah, because you remember how awesome it was. Can we back talk then? about
2: that for a minute? Yeah,
0: because it, it used to be yeah. everybody was there. There was Thousands of people out, it seemed like. It was so awesome, and everybody enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, up until me being an angsty teen, I enjoyed it too, and then I was one of the the party poopers. (laughs) But let's be honest. I mean, Halloween today is nothing compared to what it was when we were growing up. I mean, I agree. You know, there used to be every kid in the neighborhood was out running around, whether they were by themselves or mom and dad was walking with them. Um, Now the parents don't even get out of the damn car they just roll creepily yeah. down the street. I mean, it's lazy as shit, and I'm just going to say it. It's lazy as shit. Like, get out and walk with your damn kids. I mean, good grief.
0: Yeah, so my neighborhood luckily is really good about Halloween. Like last year was awesome. We have like 120 houses in our subdivision. I'd say 85 of them were handing out candy. That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh so That's this year you're don't call me lazy, but uh, because we have a we have a grou- big group of people that usually come over, and I've got a 16 foot trailer, utility trailer, so we're gonna actually line it with uh, hay bales and string some lights across it, and my brother's gonna drive. While we and the kids jump out, run to the houses. See, that's So it's going to be like a hayride. Yeah, but it's going to be pretty, it's going to be fun. That's that's cool. That's That's
2: different though. You're not in the car saying, all right, little Timmy, go to that door. (laughs) I'll meet you at the end of the road, you little son of a bitch. (laughs) Like, come on, man. (laughs) Well, you know,
0: this is like last year, my daughter, like she wasn't old enough to really participate. This year, she's going to be all about it. And I, it's going to be awesome. So
2: yeah, I just remember being oh, yeah. a kid, man, and and everybody out running around like the neighborhood. It was such I was a in, good time. It was the neighborhood that I was in. They this guy built a, um, a haunted maze in his front yard out of pallets and had black tarps yeah. over them. Like, dude, people used to do that all the time. There were fifty people, fifty to hundred right. people in that guy's front yard at any <laughs> given minute from the night that from the time <laughs> the sun went down till two o'clock in the morning. I mean, they had music playing, people dressed up. Um you know, it was that's great. It was really cool, man. It was really you don't see any of that anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, um, I mean, I will say that I I've seen a lot of people down here actually um that decorate for the holiday. And then I was I was reading an article online um where this couple down in Texas um did a scene in their front yard and it looks like uh it looks like there's a dude that's like laying on the on the pavement that got his head smashed in with an air conditioner that like fell off the roof or something. (laughs) Damn. And, uh, it's so, it's so good that, uh, they've actually had the cops like out there to their house multiple times. (laughs) That's awesome. Dude,
2: (laughs) somebody (laughs) thought they were, they, their AC unit crushed their neighbor.
0: So in my neighborhood, there's a guy in the back, um, which right, so last year it was awesome. A guy in the back hit his dry or his, um, garage, they turned it into a haunted carnival. So you had games and like all kinds oh, of that's stuff so and it was like cool. dark with strobe lights. I mean it was super cool. It was him and a couple other people that lives on his cul-de-sac that did it. Across the street, they were giving out street tacos to people who wanted them. Dope. And then we had a margarita truck in the neighborhood. What? Yes, dude. It was Oh, that's awesome. Dude, I'm coming <laughs> to
1: your neighborhood for Halloween.
0: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the margarita truck was canceled this year because of COVID, but uh what the oh, hell does well, that have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't know the last time
2: right. I walked up to a margarita truck <laughs> and licked the patron next to me. You,
0: am well, I doing something wrong? Uh, yes, you're not licking the salt off yeah. the people next to you before <laughs> drinking the margarita. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. So, but luckily he's doing the gr- he's doing the garage again this year. It's supposed to be more scary, um, which is going to be awesome. Uh but lo- uh, like I said this name I love the neighborhood being like that because it's a little bit like yeah, how it was awesome. when we were kids.
2: Have you guys gone to any haunted attractions this October this year? <sighs>
0: no, nah, I had not been to Not
1: yet, but I love I love haunted houses. That's I I absolutely adore them. I try to go to like at least two or three every year. Have you been to any this year? Not yet. Uh um, What? It's been it's been a little hectic down here. Um you know, with all the hurricanes and it's fucking hurricanes, uh, that's an excuse. Work and school and like, well, I mean, like, I've had a lot going on. You know, mother it nature. It's fine.
2: <laughs> no, no, I, I totally get it. I've only been to one this year. I went to Deadland ha- Haunted Woods out in Lebanon, and uh, it was, oh, it nice. was all right. I, I literally stood in line for two hours because everybody was too fucking cheap to, to buy the ten dollar skip the line pass. You know, <laughs> so you stand in line for two hours. Right. You're kind of starting to freeze your ass because it got down to 42 degrees that night. It was like the coolest night. Oh wow! That we've had so far. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and nobody's wearing a jacket because it's been 60 every night before that night, right? So we're cold. We're standing in line. By the time we get up to go in the thing, everybody's like, "You're tired," because it's like, all right, it's almost 11 o'clock now. Everybody just worked the day earlier, and before we even went to the haunted woods we all went out to eat. So we were all, oh, you know, yeah. yeah,
0: we were all You're getting uh, yeah. at that point.
2: <laughs> so anyway, we, we get in and get a uh, little hungry. Yeah. And it was okay. It was, it was all right. But I think the older I get the, I don't know. I, I feel like once you've seen those, you, you kind of start seeing them all. And I guess it, that kind of rings true. If you go to the same ones, every, couple years because a lot of times they They don't don't change much.
0: Yeah, they don't really change it much. So you got to go different places. Did
1: did you guys ever go to um, like the haunted hospital or whatever that they had out there? Um, I never went, but I heard you had to like sign a waiver or something. Yeah, because they're allowed to touch
0: you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. and If you make it to the top, you get like that's right, uh, like some crazy amount of money or weren't whatever. weren't they able to to pick you up right. and throw you out the window they, they into could the net? Do, they could do whatever <laughs> they wanted to you. You had right. to sign the waiver. Man, that sounds good. yeah. I, I
1: remember I remember hearing about it. Still want to go so bad.
0: Yeah, they still oh, it do is? it. Yeah, because when I was looking up stuff earlier, um, for this, just kind of because we're, we're like like we talked about earlier, we're going to talk about some. Um, like haunted stuff and, and everything, and that just happened to pop up because it was a haunted house. Um, But yeah, it's still active. Like it's crazy.
1: Hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'd love to go to that. That's that's like the kind of thing that I
2: enjoy.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a little bit for me. I don't I don't know about some random people grabbing on me. Yeah, and stuff.
2: I don't I don't want a surprise finger in the butt when I'm to, <laughs> at, the, at the haunted house, right, the hospital, well, right? Yeah, Here's your prostate exam. Yeah. yeah, some killer clown. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, that would be okay. your worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, I know a prostate exam with a killer clown. <laughs> yeah, Pennywise yeah, just terrible. digging all up in there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm actually kind oh, of surprised, motherfucker. So that seems... Look at your finger.
0: <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um. I, just, I do want to talk about some of this other stuff, though, that um, that Tennessee is kind of known for and some that Tennessee are that is really known kind of more to locals. Um, but the biggest one, I think the first one we should talk about is the Bell Witch. OK, because. Yeah, definitely. That is a fascinating story. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, in Adams, Tennessee, <clears throat> John Bell and his family and 10 other families moved from North Carolina to Tennessee in the early 1800s. Um, I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Um, And what was... So they all came in and there was like a a dispute between the Bell family and uh, another family. And it was over land because the, the family got hard up on times. They had to sell off land and they felt like, the wife felt like he ripped off the family. Um, and so the whole thing kind of spiraled out of control from there. And the that's when the whole Bell Witch um, story started. They started saying that they started getting haunted. And I believe it was 1816. Um, and it was Uh, Dude, it's such a crazy story. If you dig into it, uh, they started talking about at night, like one of their, the daughter started getting like, she woke up to her hair being tied to the bed and had welts all over her face from being slapped. And it got to the point where it became so famous that even Andrew Jackson brought a squad of people to investigate. And after one night, he left talking about how he would rather face the whole of the British army than to stay another night at the bell house. Like, that's insane. Yeah. To me. What a, what a pansy.
1: Yeah, that was, I always found that to be really interesting. I remember hearing about that uh, when we were growing up, you know, um, and I always kind of wanted to go out there and check it out, but. Oh,
0: dude, I want to, because you can go and take tours at the Bell Witch Cave, which is, off, it's on the property of the bells um, because the bells were the family that got, Quote unquote, haunted uh, or tormented by the witch. Um, And it was, it's definitely a really good read. um, If you want to dig into more, I'm just kind of doing a skim over it because, you know, we want to get to other topics. But it was from uh, the hauntings, according uh, to record, happened between 1817 and 1821. um, And they stopped once John Bell died mysteriously uh, one night. And then after that, all the haunting in the house stopped.
2: Hmm. Hmm. So maybe they accomplished their mission and they were like, we're done. I was going to say,
0: yeah, I was well, going to say, it sounds like they got what they so wanted. So supposedly the, the whole goal of the witch, which was, um, her name was Kate. Um, let me see if I can. Sorry, I'm just digging it. Uh, I'm, uh, what are you digging in? Just the last name of the, of the girl, Kate. Um, she was the one that was supposed to lead the bell witch. And that's, that's nasty. <laughs> um, and, uh, that's so nasty. like, basically it's, of course, all of this is hearsay. Cause back then most people couldn't read or write. And so by the time it all got written down, you, you never know how much to changed. but supposedly the whole goal of the witch was to kill John bell and to also prevent their youngest daughter from marrying some guy. And apparently she accomplished right. both of those. And when, once that happened, she stopped. Interesting.
1: Yeah, she was like, fuck it, I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I,
2: <laughs> I wanted to talk about another famous haunted location here in Tennessee, the Carnton Plantation at Franklin.
0: Oh, such a beautiful place, by the way. Yeah. So the, uh,
2: uh, the home of Carrie, uh, John and Carrie McGavick, excuse me, the Carnton Plantation was the site of the flo- five bloodiest hours of the Civil War on November 30th, 1864. During the Battle of Franklin, almost 10,000 soldiers were killed. A lot of people don't realize this, but Franklin, Tennessee, seen some of the bloodiest fighting in the entire Civil War. All of Middle Tennessee. It's crazy. During the Battle of Franklin, uh, let's see, excuse me. Miss Gavick graciously offered her home to serve as a Confederate field hospital where hundreds of wounded were treated and many died. Along with her two surviving children, Three others had died before the age of 14. Miss McGavick spent countless hours assisting the wounded and providing the family linens and clothing for bandages. Reports said that the dress she wore was blood soaked by the end of the night. Winder and Hattie, the McGavick children, carried the memory of that bloody night for years to come. To this day, bloodstains of the wooden floors can be clearly seen in tours of the McGavick home. Nearly 1,500 soldiers were buried on the property on land donated by the family. The McGavick home is known as the most haunted building in Tennessee. Confederate generals appear to stand watch, pacing back and forth along the porches. The ghosts of children sometimes peer from the uh, carton windows. Some claim to have seen Carrie McGavick herself sitting on the porch in a long pink gown gazing towards the cemetery. Not only do numerous ghosts haunt the house, but the charging of horses accompanied by gun and cannon fire can be heard on the grounds. Unexplained moans and sighs rise from the graveyard, and the occasional Confederate soldier can be seen walking through the graves.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So if you ever actually go to Car- Carnton House. because Carnton, yeah. Yeah, because there's Carnton and Carter House in Franklin. Right. If you go in, there's a, it's a one-way drive. You drive up, and then you can see the house, and you can see a bunch of the cemetery. And drive on around past it. The house is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. But it's just open field. Yeah. And you just walking through there and just thinking about the history and how crazy it must have been in that situation, especially considering it was the biggest field hospital of the Civil War. Like that's just who if yeah. anything's gonna be haunted, it's gonna be places like that. That's crazy. Right, man.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of a cool place.
0: And then um, um. Go ahead, Sean.
1: Oh, no, you go ahead. I was going to move on, actually.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to do. I was going to bring up another one I personally really want to talk about, and that's here in Murfreesboro, and that's the Stones River Battlefield. It's while, mother, while uh, many other battles during the Civil War are given the title bloodiest, the one that occurred on this site from December 31st, 1862 until January 2nd, 1863 was perhaps one of the worst at the end of the battle. 23,500 soldiers were dead. And the area known as the slaughter pen was drenched in so much blood that the earth glittered red in the snow covered fields. They literally said there was, it was a, a narrow point with all these rocks and everything, which is why it's called the slaughter pen. Um, people from Chicago soldiers um, reported saying that it looked like the slaughter pins when they you know slit the throats and let the blood drain from the animals before they butcher them they said it looked like that they oh, said wow. it was rivers of blood flowing over the rocks and pooling in low spots it was that gruesome and supposedly wow. yeah supposedly if you go there at night to this day there is um there was a soldier it was a lieutenant colonel who apparently had his head blown off and people report seeing him riding his horse at night. Creepy. Yeah. It's
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: And they said that, um, you can also hear, uh, people singing, um, cannon fire, like all, you know, all this stuff. And it's, yeah, I would, me personally, I would love to go out one night and walk around and try to like, cause I'm weird like that. Like let's do it. I, let's go. I got the hmm. GoPro Hero 9, so let's, let's record it. Oh
1: <laughs> dude. <laughs> you guys get yes. to go ghost hunting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I dude. love it. Sean, come up. Join us. We'll make a yeah, weekend absolutely. out of it. We'll go down to Carton and go down to the Stones River. Because I mean, hell, Franklin, you know, Carton's only 45 minutes from here. So Yeah. Yeah. We could I, even
1: go to um the Hermitage. Uh have you guys oh, heard about that one?
0: Yes. oh Go you, ahead and talk about you, it. Can yeah. you tell us,
1: man? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Hermitage, um, which is an area outside of Nashville, also um, was also known as the home of Andrew Jackson, um, seventh president of the U.S. And uh, I guess, um, I guess uh, people claim to see him walking around there pretty frequently. So, I mean, that seems seems like it'd be interesting to go and check out. Yep, that's all
0: I got. Oh, sorry, I thought your phone cut out. <laughs> no, that's
1: nope, that's, uh, that's it. That's all I got.
0: That one's that one's really cool. That one's also listed in the top ten most haunted places in Tennessee. All right. Yeah. So, so I've got another one I want to talk about. I got one more after this, unless it's the
2: same one. What What are you doing, Sam Davis? <laughs> Okay, you can talk about Sam Davis. Okay. That, I actually live on Sam Davis. I know.
0: That's why I thought you were gonna pull it up.
2: No, no. Um, I actually want to talk about the famous mother church, the there. Ryman Auditorium.
1: There you go. Oh man, you stole mine.
0: <laughs> There's plenty more to choose from. Pick another one, bastard.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess.
2: <laughs> now you wanna do it? You wanna do it, Sean?
1: No, no, no. You go ahead.
2: You go ahead. All right, man. So the Ryman Auditorium home of the original Grand Ole Opry Opry, has more than its share of ghost stories. Riverboat captain Thomas Ryman built the Ryman Auditorium as the Union Gospel Turbinacle in 1892. After Ryman died, the building received the name Ryman Auditorium and it became a center for performing arts. However, Captain Ryman's ghost made his disapproval of certain acts known by stomping up and down the aisles and creating so much noise that performances were interrupted and audience members left. Infamously, the ghost disrupted the Metropolitan Opera production of Carmen in the early 1900s and the production of Tobacco Road in the 1930s. The Ryman Auditorium served as a site of several reunions of Confederate soldiers. One of those soldiers is rumored to have remained at the building long after his death. The gray man frequently sits quietly in the balcony watching rehearsals and disappears whenever someone attempts to get a closer look. A more recent ghost is that of Hank Williams Sr. Apparently, he loved performing at the Opry so much that he has come back after death to entertain staff as they lock up for the night. After ghostly performances at the at the Ryman, Hank has been known to head across the alley to Tootsie's Orchard Lounge for a few more either real sets. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, a more, yeah. uh Sorry. A more recently rumored ghostly encounter was by Lisa Mary Presley. After per- performing on stage at the Ryman, Lisa Mary headed to her dressing room. Murray. Murray. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Oddly, the door would not budge no matter how hard she or her guards tried to open it. Finally, when the singer and her guards reached the height of frustration, they heard her long-dead father's distinctive laugh, and the door opened. Elvis Presley had returned to hear his daughter perform, and to let her know he supported her with his warm, embracing laugh. That sounds
0: creepy AF. Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, that, that's a whole lot of note.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hey, yeah,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> Mary. Well, okay,
0: then. <laughs> All, right. All right. So my last—that's not one... my dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so my last one I wanted to bring up was one. That's, it's in Smyrna, Tennessee. It's right, like you said, it's right off. It's right down the street from your house. Ian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a Sam Davis House, and it was built around 1810, as now a museum, so you can take tours as well. It was restored in 1850, and Sam Davis himself lived there until 1860. He was later hung by Union Army in 1863 for being a spy. And if I'm not mistaken, it was on the property. Yes. Um so Wait, they no. It was not no, on the property. He, he
2: was hung somewhere else, I believe. He Pulaski. He, Pulaski, yeah. It was
0: Pulaski at their gallows. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um so they say now to this day that the spirit of, of himself and a younger man who they believe is his brother Oscar have been seen along with sounds of women crying where Davis's body was laid in state in the parlor. They also report voices, footsteps, uh, electronic voice phenomena, and electrical anomalies have occurred. Pretty cool. That would be another Hmm. one. Because you can do ghost tours there.
2: Yes, you can. They're doing them uh, every (laughs) Friday and Saturday night. And I want to go. Me and my wife have tried to go for the last two years, and I shit you not. Every time we pull up, they tell us, oh, we're full right now. We just had a bus pull up. That's awesome. <laughs> so you basically just need to
0: get there you have, when the door's open because apparently you it's You can popular. buy online too. Yeah. So you, you probably have to buy it in advance. No, you don't. Well, wow. I'm saying if you want to go. Yes, you do. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and real quick, uh, because I think this is really cool and I, I want to make sure everybody knows this. So the uh, Sam Davis' famous last words were, I would rather die a thousand deaths than betray a friend. He was hanged on November 27th, 1863. And, uh, the North actually honored the guy after they killed him because they, he was so respected amongst his peers, i.e. soldiers, that they were like, they, they almost didn't want to hang him. Um, that's crazy. If you go and do the tour up there, they they have a document, a small docuseries, like 20 minutes long that you watch before you start the tour. And it, it goes into a lot of that, but the North really respected the guy and they, they didn't want to kill him. They were like, they gave him so many opportunities to just do this, do that. We're not, we don't want to kill you, but he just wouldn't cough up where he's getting his uh, messages from. Cause he didn't want to betray a friend. And that, that to me that's re- crazy that kind of, of loyalty is hard re- to come by man. exactly regardless of the circumstances yeah you got to respect that you know and the north even even saw it for what it was and respected it so i thought that was cool just wanted to mention it
1: yeah definitely Sean. um did you guys know that uh gaylord is supposedly haunted like the resort i have heard that really yeah Yeah, um, it's haunted by uh, the Lady in Black, and I'll read you guys what I have here real quick. Um, Perhaps the most famous ghost to call Opryland home, the Lady in Black, is believed to be the same woman who haunts the nearby Two Rivers mansion. According to the legend, uh, the mystified woman is Mrs. McGavick, whose family owned the land the hotel stands on. As it turns out, the McGavicks owned 1,100 acres of land in Nashville, so it's no surprise that a large portion of the city was built on their property. Uh, As the name suggests, the apparition apparition wears a full black antebellum-style gown. She has been spotted throughout the hotel, in rooms, in the halls, at the top of different stairwells. This lady is everywhere. Resort employees, especially those who worked there during the 90s, have detailed their spine-chilling experiences after coming face-to-face with the long-deceased woman, and there are plenty of tales to tell. One man remembers his time at Opryland back in the day. He managed a store that remained open until midnight, much later than most of the other establishments. Uh, Normally, he left around 2 a.m. after stocking and finishing up his uh, paperwork for the night. On one particular night, he looked up as he was walking out and saw the blurred image of a woman atop a staircase. The woman was dressed in what he described as customary during the Civil War era. So, that's why uh, it goes on to say, yeah, it goes on to say that he said good evening to her and then she like just straight up disappeared.
0: <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, I actually hadn't heard that one before recently. So,
0: yeah, I've heard I've heard little things about it, but I've never really gone much into it. Um, but that's that's pretty cool too, though.
2: I that sounds like yeah. that needs to be a movie because that a lady in black with an antebellum dress that just sounds creepy <laughs> as fuck. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it could be pretty. That, that could be. I mean, bad. I used to.
1: Yeah, I used to go up that way all the time, and I never, you know, I never really like saw anything like that, so. I, I don't know. Maybe you just got to be there real late.
2: Yeah, the Opryland has. uh
0: It stays busy all the time. It's too, too. rich for yeah. my blood.
2: I haven't. I haven't been able to afford to stay there. I want to so yeah. bad during Christmas time. Yeah, we it, just it's haven't. So beautiful during Christmas oh, time. Yeah, it just it gets booked so. Quick. Oh yeah,
1: that's where. That's where we went and got our prom pictures taken.
2: Yep, it sure that's was. That's where my prom was.
1: Oh really? That's yeah, awesome.
2: Smyrna actually. Smyrna uh, rented a ballroom at. The Opryland Hotel, and we that's where we had to go. That's awesome. Yeah, I think ours was at the yeah, Hilton. It I was think you uh, lucked
1: out on that one.
2: It uh, I didn't stay very long. I wasn't a fan, I was
0: in an, that <laughs> angsty teen, Fair don't it. forget guys. Yeah,
2: yeah right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was the goth kid. Okay, <laughs> well, cool. So, I mean, you, you, so, you gonna go, Sean. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, I, I didn't have anything. Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: Well, I was just going to say. <laughs> I think you did. You just didn't want to say it. Yeah. Well, does anybody else have any other hauntings they wanted to mention real quick before we uh, we move on to your ghost theory? I don't, um,
2: but before we move on to my ghost theory, okay. why don't we ask you what your ghost theory is? I think we should find uh, out what each of us thinks or don't or doesn't think. Do Do you believe in ghosts? If I do. you do, what do you think they are?
0: I I mean, I do, I do believe in ghosts. I think it's more of a um, an energy because you know, like I think we've all talked about before, if not on here, uh, energy never goes away; it just transfers. Right. Um, So I, it's one of those things because I don't know, but I mean, and I've had experiences before, like uh, I've talked to you about, and and I'm pretty sure Sean has seen the picture. Uh, We went to St. Augustine one year and we took pictures around at the old Spanish cemetery and we have a picture of swear to God. It looks like a old Spanish soldier, like apparition swear. It is the craziest thing we've ever taken. Um, And other just kind of weird experiences like that. So personally I do, I do believe in ghosts. Um, I do think that it's uh, more of an energy versus, like, I, I, yeah, but I don't know if it's like the is typical it, ghost. Like, is you it, know it a dead mean? person? You think it's a dead person? I do. I do. I think, I think that a lot of it is that energy. It's usually something tragic and that energy for some reason just gets stuck. Okay. Hmm. If that makes sense. It's an
2: interesting theory. Yeah. I mean, it makes as much sense as my shit. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Nobody really knows, so
2: yeah. Uh Sean, yeah. what, uh, what do mean, you think, man? Do you believe yeah, it or no? For me
1: for me personally, I'm I'm definitely uh the skeptic. I don't I don't really believe in that kind of stuff. Um I mean I'm not gonna say that I've never had an experience that like didn't creep me the hell out, but uh, I don't think it was like ghosts or supernatural or anything like that. I don't I don't really think that kind of stuff um happens like that personally. I I, think everything can be explained.
2: I agree with that. Um, But I also think there's just a lot that we don't understand. And I mean, that's obviously true because we're making discoveries every day. From my perspective, um, clearly there's some weird stuff that happens that currently we don't know how to explain. Now, I don't necessarily believe that that's some dead guy walking up and down a street or, you know, opening, closing doors in somebody's house. But what I do think is it's possible that we actually do live in a multiverse. And what we're seeing is like a cross in those two dimensions into our dimension. Ah. And so, and this is just my...
1: Like an after image.
2: Correct. Or something that's happened in the past, but you're seeing it happen in your time like a time slip almost, but you're, you're witnessing it. You know, you, you hear about these haunts um, in old houses where you hear door slamming or locks turning, locking and unlocking, and they have them on film, yeah. and they, hear, they pick them up on audio, but you don't see anything. And it almost makes me think that it, we're, maybe we're just picking up this weird energy, like Thomas said, um, but it's energy that's coming into our dimension that's around us that we can't see, but for for whatever reason, there's some kind of a gravitational wave or something weird happening so that in that moment, we're able to either see something or hear something or maybe even feel something that we don't know is right next to us. But that is maybe in a different point in time, maybe in a different dimension completely, or maybe even in a, a multiverse, another copy of Earth somewhere that's happening all around us that we just don't even know how to get there. You know, it's all happening in the upside
0: down. Yeah. Like stranger things.
1: I mean, I would be, I'd be more inclined to believe something like that over any, anything else that I've heard. So
0: that's just, it is a very interesting interesting theory, which is why I wanted to talk about it. That to me, I,
2: I didn't come up with that myself. Um, I believe I was pushed a little bit in that. Um, I was watching a documentary some some many years ago and there was a guy a physicist who was trying to debunk these different haunts and stuff and so it was basically a documentary that was trying to scientifically debunk everything that uh big major um videos and and audio recordings and the theory that he had at the, at the very end and he closed with that he thought it was something interdimensional or you know another dimension that is around us that we just don't know how to measure yet, and that it's possible that we're for a moment you know we're slipping into that that realm or that realm crosses into ours just enough for for us to realize it, and our bodies are experiencing it with our senses, but we can't really explain it because we don't have the technology yet to quite measure it per se, but you know if you watch any of these ghost hunting shows on you know, uh, history or A&E or travel channel or what, whatever, you know um, which they're all making a comeback. I think ghost nation and ghost hunters, you know, they're all back on TV now and uh, I'm, I, I watch it. Right. Um, but they try to put some science, science into it. You know, they use the electromagnetic field readers and they're using temperatures. And we know that when you use energy, you can either produce heat as a byproduct of that, or you can use heat to create energy. So to me, it kind of makes sense that if something's there that's that we can't see, maybe it's collecting energy to be able to,
0: you know, pop in and out of our Manifest existence. Self,
2: yeah. What
0: if that's yeah. how you want to say it? Yeah. Well, just easy and easy terminology for other people to kind of understand what you're trying to yeah. convey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so
2: for me that that's kind of where my mind sits with the whole thing. I don't know how true that is, but we do know that um the universe is infinite. Um and we based on quantum quantum mechanics and what we know, dimensions are a real thing and there are more than what we know about and we can measure them. We just don't know how to enter them. So I'm I mean, not- if you really if you
1: really want to get into it, it could even be considered something like, uh, for example, with the locks locking and unlocking, like quantum entanglement right. um, with another dimension or
2: something. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. To me, that makes yeah. the most sense that's, as a
0: scientific way to explain what, that's, what we could be seeing. That's very interesting because theoretically, it makes a ton of sense. Like It's
2: the easiest way in my mind to explain it yeah. without sounding super crazy. But it's still crazy. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. mean,
1: I like yeah. I like that I like that explanation better crazy. than any other I've heard.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, and, we're
1: all a little crazy anyway.
2: Yeah, but you know, if you think the <laughs> electromagnetic fields, so there has been studies, and one of those is sound waves. So very low sound frequencies can cause the brain to actually malfunction and glitch. And you can actually hallucinate based on super low sound frequencies that your ears can't, your ears can't perceive but your body does. You don't even know it's affecting you, but it is. So a lot of these like basements and things in these properties where people only in the basements have weird experiences. You go down there with a DB meter and a frequency um, spectrum uh, measure and find out, Hey, there's a mining company down the street and they're, you know, 3,000 feet under the ground, and they got this machine running 24-7 boring the ground, affecting frequencies in the earth that you don't even hear audibly, but that does affect your body as a byproduct of sound. Cause we know sound waves can do a lot. Sound waves can, can break windows. Yeah. Cause you, that's energy. You can be
1: like, uh, they, they've come up with a way to like hypnotize people with um, low frequency sound
2: waves too, haven't they? They've done some crazy stuff with low sound frequencies. Um, and then the yeah. the inverse, you can do crazy stuff with high sound frequencies. Like uh, you you remember hearing about the uh, the U.S. consulate in Cuba, was it, where they believed that they were getting hit with this sonic weapon from Russia, and it caused hmm. the, the guys to go blind. Wow,
1: really? Oh wow!
2: Yes. Yeah, I hadn't heard
1: that, but that's that's pretty uh, interesting. It's actually. a
2: frequency you can't hear but it hurts your brain. Wow. Yeah, so they can they can basically point it in your direction. It can penetrate windows, penetrate walls. You don't hear it.
0: See, that's some sci-fi shit right there. That's scary. <laughs> is what yeah, that is. Yeah, no doubt.
2: Um, but I think that's I think that's the closest thing that we got to um in my mind to explaining it um if it's not just, you know, Uncle Frank walking down the stairs, you know. Right. Right. Hey, Uncle Frank. (laughs) You know, just randomly. Um, And I also think, too, it could just be our mind playing tricks. And uh, we, you know, we're we're so stimulated now on TV and music and video games. And, like, our brains never shut down. Like, you know, you think people hundreds of years ago, their brains, they could shut down at night, you know, whereas we have lights on and TVs and sounds and cars and all this weird stuff that are that's affecting our bodies in ways we probably don't even know yet you know granted I know back in the day everybody thought every other woman was a witch she's a witch bad you know and you know and hell maybe there was some truth to that bring out your dad but uh but I mean
0: here we are so you never know Real quick, I meant to right. mention this earlier with the Bell Witch. Did you know that uh, John Bell's death is the first attributed to some sort of supernatural entity in the United States?
2: No. Yes. Really?
0: Yeah, I didn't. I only men- uh, it reminded me because you were talking about witches, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing that earlier, and I was just like, "That's crazy." So, what do you guys think about near-death experiences? Oh, that's a tough one. I think, uh, um, there's a, there's a lot of science that says it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- I think a lot of people, I think maybe just got, it's, it's so emotionally stimulating that they kind of see what they want to see to comfort themselves. Well, it seems like there's a pattern though. I mean, that's, yes, that's Every, true. Everybody sees a tunnel
2: of light. Yeah. I mean, there's a documentary on near-death experiences. Well, that's just them coming out of the Matrix is all it is. Now, this is crazy. I mean, I would be... There's a couple of doctors that are actually doing legitimate science and they're taking patients that are willing to, if they die and they can bring them back, if they have an experience, they're going to put specific objects in the room to see if they can describe them. Like, it's it's hmm. it's weird. All right? I didn't I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. I feel like too. I watched
1: a movie about this once.
0: I've never seen <laughs> a movie. Except it ended
1: with Except it ended with them like turning into demons or something.
0: Oh, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Flatland. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know I that's Or a cool Prometheus, movie. I think is what it was called. Mm. It was another one? No, it's an alien movie. Was it? Yeah, it's a yeah, prequel uh, to Alien. That a. was a, that a was badass Ridley's movie. Oh, uh, never mind. Scott, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah really, Scott. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, no. you, you know what
0: I was trying to say. Shh. Yeah.
2: So okay. <laughs> basically, um, people die. They see this light at the end of a dark tunnel, like your, your vision fades out. Um, they still have sound. They can still hear, but they describe being floating above their body and seeing the doctors working on them. And, and, and after they wake back up, are able to describe things that were in the room that they should not have known about because they were dead, clinically dead at that point. They can, they can say, Hey, someone brought in this tray or, cause the doctor was bringing objects into the room without, you know, while the patient was dead, having people bring stuff in. And then they would ask them once they brought them back, what did you see? You know, what did you hear? So it was they, like
0: they were astro projecting
2: that, well see i mean i we don't know i don't know that that's what they're doing but they're just saying that it's odd that there's a lot of patients a whole lot of patients that die and come back hmm. and can explain th- and even say and even say verbatim what their loved ones were saying to them as they were dead That's crazy.
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, your brain is uh, an information-absorbing machine. That's that's like what it does with most of your brain power. You know, you're you're absorbing information constantly um, about your surroundings. So, I mean, I don't think it's too far fetched to say that if you're brought back without having been brain dead, that your brain might still be collecting that kind of information while you may not be entirely conscious of it. And I mean the whole like um the whole like tunnel of light thing and all that. Who who's to say that's not just like the brain rebooting itself like oh hey, yeah, we're not dead after all. Let's let's get back to where we're supposed to be.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Um what about when we go to sleep at night and we're not conscious? Why don't we remember, you know, every little Weird thing that happens in our rooms if some if we're not the only person in our room when we go to sleep. You know, I'm just asking
1: because our because our brains are already engaged in dreaming and focusing on something else.
2: Okay, I can't tell I mean, you the like, last time I've remembered a dream. No, and it's frustrating. I mean, I, I used to dream all the time. I honestly, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, well, I mean, whether you remember it or not, you dream. Correct. Yeah. um so i mean that's what i'm saying like you know your brain is just engaged in other activities so that might be potentially um a reason why you can't absorb information like that whereas if you're on an operating table and you're dying like your brain really doesn't have anything else to focus on
0: (laughs) yeah well but if you slip out of consciousness wouldn't your brain default to that to like going into a dream Mm -hmm. state
1: not not necessarily, uh, because it requires that you hit uh, REM sleep, um, which is very deep sleep, in order to dream. Like, that's where the dreaming part happens. Right.
0: Which is why I never remember my dreams, because if I wear my Fitbit to bed, I get, like, 30 minutes of REM, and the rest of it's light sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: yeah. So, so I-, I mean, that's just... That's just, that's just my thoughts on it personally.
0: Yeah.
2: Can I read um, a little bit of an article from Scientific America about uh, NDEs or near-death experiences? Sure. So, NDEs came to the attention of the general public in the last quarter of the 20th century from the work of physicians and psychologists, in particular Raymond Moody, who coined the term near-death experience in his 1975 bestseller, Life After Life and Bruce M. Grayson, one of the two researchers on the study mentioned earlier, who also published the Handbook of Near-Death Experiences in 2009, noticing patterns in what people would share about their near-death stories. These researchers turned a phenomenon once derided as confabulation or dismissed as feverish hallucinations, deathbed visions of yore, into a field of empirical study. I accept the reality of these intensely felt experiences They are as authentic as any other subject, feeling, or perception. As a scientist, however, I operate under the hypothesis that all of our thoughts, memories, percepts, and experiences are an ineluctable consequence of the natural, casual powers of our brain rather than of any supernatural ones. That premise has served science and its handmaiden technology extremely well over the past few centuries. Unless there is an extraordinary, compelling, objective evidence to the contrary, I see no no reason to abandon that assumption. The challenge, then, is to explain near-death experiences within the natural framework. As a longtime student of the mind-body problem, I care about NDEs because they constitute a rare variety of human consciousness and because of the remarkable fact that an event lasting well under an hour in objective time leaves a permanent transformation in its wake. Appalling conversation on the road to Damascus, no more fear of death, a detachment from material possessions, and an orientation toward the greater good, or, as in the case of Hemingway, an obsession with risk and death. Similar mystical experiences are commonly reported when ingesting psychoactive substances from a class of hallucinogens linked to the neurotransmitter serotonin, including psilocybin, the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, LSD, DMT, and MEO DMT, consumed as part of religious, spiritual, or recreational practices. So there there are psychologists and doctors that are studying this and trying to find a scientific explanation for it. They're not saying that it's paranormal or it's an astral projection or an an actual out-of-body experience. But they're trying to come up with the scientific explanation as to why there is a pattern in people who die, who are clinically dead, and can come back from it and have similar feelings and experiences. They just we're just trying to understand it, you know. And um, it's just a, it's really cool. Um, I'll see if I can't find that documentary and send you a link, you guys, a link to it because it's, it's really interesting. And it's not like it's trying to push this down your throat. It's looking at it from a scientific objective standpoint, which is the way you should approach any of these questions, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, that's
2: pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see that. I mean, that'd be be pretty interesting to watch.
2: Yeah, I I think so. And, I mean, I've never personally had a near-death experience. I've been knocked out before playing uh, sports. I uh, was playing football in a parking lot and uh, missed my tackle. We were playing two-hand touch in the parking lot as a teenager. And um, dude slipped past me, and I kept running forward and ran right into the right rear quarter panel of a pickup truck, bounced off of it, Ouch. hit the back of my head on the pavement, and I was out for almost five minutes. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Almost had to go to the hospital. Yeah, that
0: that
1: doesn't sound fun.
2: My uh, mom and dad wasn't home at the time. (laughs) Uh, This was after school. (laughs) So I laid out on the sidewalk and my my friend's mom got a big thing of ice and brought it to me and put, I had the hugest welt on my head, ended up going to the doctor (laughs) the next day. And they told me if I would have hit that any harder that I would have probably fractured my skull.
1: Oh and wow. It's really Man, you were really going for that tackle, weren't you?
2: Dude, I was I just <laughs> all I remember as I was hauling it and the next thing I knew it was clunk and I was out, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, I've never had any
0: near death experiences either. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: um I was told that I had one um during one of my surgeries, but I don't remember anything about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, to be fair, I was under a lot of anesthesia.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So I don't mean to steal the show here, guys, but I've got a, another cool article that is supposed to be subjective in trying to explain what we think or perceive ghosts to be, if you don't mind. Sure. Let's hear about it. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So uh, the first one is uh, electromagnetic fields. For decades, a Canadian neuroscientist named Michael Persinger has been studying the effects of electromagnetic fields on people's perception of ghosts, hypothesizing that pulsed magnetic fields, imperceptible on a conscious level, can make people feel as if they are if, if there is a presence in the room with them by causing unusual activity patterns in the brain's temporal lobes. Persinger had studied people in his lab wearing a so-called god helmet, finding that certain patterns of weak magnetic fields over time over over someone's head for fifteen to thirty minutes can create the perception that there's an invisible presence in the room. Some subsequent research has pushed back on this theory, arguing that people were responding to the suggestion that they would feel a ghostly presence rather than electromagnetic field. However, Persinger counters that this experiment followed very different protocols than his own research. Other scientists have also found that environments that have a reputation for being haunted often feature unusual magnetic fields. That goes back to when you're watching these uh, ghost stories on TV, you know, these ghost shows that they've always got the electromagnetic field detectors and high EMF readings, usually attributed to ghost sightings or the feeling of dread. You know, so that I thought right. that was interesting uh, Two, infrasound. And we were just talking about this earlier. Infrasound is sound at levels so low humans can't hear it, though. Other animals like elephants can <clears throat> low frequency vibrations can cause distinct psychological discomfort. Scientists studying the effects of wind turbines and traffic noise near residences have found that low frequency noise can cause disorientation feelings of panic, changes in heart rate and blood pressure, and other effects that could easily be associated with visiting uh, visited by a ghost. For instance, in a 98 paper on natural causes of hauntings, engineer Vic Tandy describes working for a me- medical equipment manufacturer whose labs included a reportedly haunted room. Whenever Tandy worked in this particular lab, he felt depressed and uncomfortable, often hearing and seeing odd things, including an apparition that definitely looked like a ghost. Eventually he discovered that his room was home to a 19 hertz standing wave coming from a fan, which was sending out an inaudible vibration that caused the disorienting effects. Further studies also show links between infrasound and bizarre sensations, like getting chills down the spine or feeling uneasy. Mold, Shane Rogers, an engineering professor at Clarkson University, has spent the past few months touring reportedly haunted locations looking for not so paranormal activity, mold growth. Preliminary research indicates that some molds can cause symptoms that sound pretty ghostly, like irrational fear and dementia. I've watched a lot of ghost shows, he tells Mental Floss, and he begins to wonder if there is some kind of link there where we might be able to explain why people are having these feelings. So far in the data collection process, it's hard to say whether it's a contributing factor or not, but anecdotally, we are seeing these toxic molds can exist in places that are haunted. Uh, Carbon monoxide poisoning. In 1921, a doctor named W.H. Wilmer published an odd story about a haunted house in the American Journal of Ophthalmology. The family who lived in this haunted residence, called the H family in the medical literature, Began experiencing weird phenomena when they moved into an old house, hearing furniture moving around in strange voices in the night, feeling the presence of invis- invisible specters, They report being held down in the bed by ghosts, feeling weak, and more. As it turns out, a faulty furnace was filling their house with carbon monoxide, causing aural and visual hallucinations. The furnace was fixed, huh. and the H family went back to their lives sans ghosts. And then interesting. Uh, there's a, mo- uh, we want to believe there's a motivational side to belief in ghosts. We all want to believe in life after death. The idea of our mortality is once is once we are not generally comfortable with confirmation bias holds powerful sway over our perceptions. We find it much easier to believe in evidence for something we want to believe anyway. So, uh, I thought those were cool.
0: Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Just, uh,
2: just a, Another thought to explain what, what we perceive as being unexplainable.
0: Yeah, well, and there's, I mean, for the most part, everything can be explained with science. And it's just how much of it that we actually understand. Right, it's just a right. matter of time. Right. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, though.
2: So, uh, guys, any got anything else?
1: Uh, nothing that I can think of.
2: All right, well, we're at our minute... Are our hour and six minute mark. So um, if you guys are g- feeling good about it and don't have anything else that you want to talk about related to ghosts or ghouls or Halloween or experiences, um, I don't really have any ghost stories personally that I've experienced that I can talk about.
0: Um, I mean, I know when we were young, my great grandmother um, lived near Glencliff um, in Nashville right near Woodbine and stuff. Uh, she, oh, yeah. she lived right beside the high school and the house was, I don't even know how old, but uh, we always had really creepy experiences there. Um, the It had a cellar. We were not allowed in the cellar because of so much stuff that had happened to like my great-grandmother and my grandmother and stuff and like people who lived there and my brother, because my brother lived there uh, for a while also. Um, and to this day, When we talk about it, everybody is just like, just so creeped out by that place (laughs) because there was, uh, like my oldest brother who lived there, he, he talked many times about seeing apparitions, um, hearing people talk to him, um, just like all kinds of just creepy stuff. I mean, it was definitely a very interesting place and it was, I mean, like I said, it was, it was old too. And literally we were not allowed to go near the cellar because apparently it was just that so many people had so many crazy experiences that they kept it locked and they, they just wouldn't even allow us in it. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really strange. Creepy. Bro. Interesting.
2: I like it. Yeah. I would have went down there and I would have gotten in trouble. Dude,
0: I was like four. Oh, no, sure, yeah. hell I was going down there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> four, No, at, at age 4, I think I was or no, 5 anyway, I was afraid of Deathly afraid, mind you, of Velociraptors after seeing Jurassic Park. <laughs> I, I swear to God, they were coming down the hallway to come get me. And every time I would hear oh a, a, a doorknob turn, I would think that they were opening the door because they did that in the movie. And I was like, Oh my God, dinosaurs! Can it, open doors? it wasn't a knob though; it was just a handle. Though. I know, but
1: that's Dude, the that's the key re- line for you. Do y'all remember the original like Candyman yes. movie?
2: I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. You really?
1: Remember? really?
0: Wow. Really? Well,
1: there's this scene, there's a scene where this chick is like, uh, trying to take a shower or something. And like, she's being haunted by this, um, ghost essentially called the Candyman. And he like, it was like a, sh- a, sliding, um, a sliding glass shower door. And he like made it to where she couldn't open up the door. And then he started filling the bathtub up, like all the way to the top of the glass. And she was like getting ready to drown. And we had one of those fucking shower glass doors at my house that I grew up in. And I was so afraid to take a shower for like three weeks. I took like the <laughs> quickest showers you could possibly imagine.
2: You That's never, right, you never just left the door open and let water get all over the floor and then deal with it after the shower.
1: <laughs> well, if it's no, a ghost, are going to the my, anyway. <laughs> well, I was more afraid of my dad anyway
0: than, That's than a ghost. So That's fair. <laughs> Well, that, that ghost must not have been too bad. No. So, one more funny story. All right. So you remember how I told you guys before that I absolutely hated the movie Thirteen Ghosts when I was a kid, like terrified the hell out of me, especially especially Jackal. Yeah. My asshole of a yeah. dad, I'm just because I'm gonna call him an asshole for this. Dad, you're an asshole. We used to watch movies out in our like old school like Chevy van, <clears throat> pitch black outside at night watching 13 ghosts as like a 9 year old absolutely terrifying and then of course he like left to go do something and he comes back and he's like banging on the door he's like "dark is going to get you" so i'm like ah! <laughs> like thinking i'm going to die <laughs> and like oh my god like i don't understand they would have us watch scary movies outside in the dark in the van like they just i think he just wanted to torment us like Sounds like he was having a lot of fun. Yeah. At your expense. I wasn't. Dude, it took me. It took me. If I had kids, I'd do the same damn thing. (laughs) Dude, it literally took me probably six years before Before. I could even. The the main actor uh, was also on um, Monk, the show Monk. Okay. I, yeah. I was so terrified by 13 Ghosts, I couldn't even see a preview for the show Monk because it would really take me back. <laughs> and I was so freaked out by it. Creepy, dude. Dude, dude that's crazy because I, I love 13 Ghosts. God, I hated that movie. Hated, 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 hated that movie. I feel like I need to watch this. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Because I haven't seen it.
1: Really? <laughs> Wait, you yeah. haven't seen 13 Ghosts? No. Oh my gosh! It's like it's like a cult classic, man. Like you have to see
0: it. Yeah. Well, then I have to see it. Yeah. It's Uh, not nearly as bad now because I'm older. Yeah. And like I could watch it again and be fine. But back then, I've never seen anything that scared me and just freaked me out as bad as that (laughs) damn movie did. I'll tell you, it was
2: horrible. I'll tell you the the movie that freaked me out the most in the last like maybe decade. Was the original paranormal activity going to theaters to watch that that movie I could see that I don't know why because it was it was security footage inside the house, but just the the audible yeah the the audio was so good and and so believable it just was really creepy dude I've never seen any of the paranormal right. activity movies, oh dude, we're gonna watch one then,
0: and thirteen ghosts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go, go hang up the phone and, and watch right now. Well,
0: it's not as bad anymore because last weekend I was doing a woodworking project at like 10 o'clock at night with my garage door open. And in my neighborhood, it's pretty dark because there's not a whole lot of streetlights. And I was watching It Chapter 2. So it doesn't bother <laughs> me like it used to. Like, you know, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do anything like that. But now it's it's not so bad.
1: Yeah, see, I watched It when I was way too young and now I'm terrified of clowns. So I haven't seen <laughs> either of the new ones.
2: I'm not gonna lie. I don't like clowns at all, and I don't have any interest at watching those movies. Hi, Ian. I don't know what that that is, but is that supposed to? Yeah, be just the little clown. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fuck that. I believe
1: that that's supposed to be Pennywise. Penny Hi, Georgie. Ah,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't Creepy. like it. We all float down
1: yeah.
0: here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm trying to. There's so anyway,
0: <laughs> there's another. I don't think. I don't think Sean's liking my imitation right now.
1: <laughs> not, no, not particularly. We can, Why we can not, move the subjects Sean? on along now.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm like there Scooby Doo?
1: Do. Re- re- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit!
0: Wh- right. What were you saying, Sean? <laughs>
1: i I was just saying that they're like a good news story we're supposed to be doing right now or
0: something oh yeah we can move on to that that's cool um
2: (laughs) i really wanted to find this other movie that scared the crap out of me i can't remember what it was called and it's it's recent
0: well while you're looking up that i guess i will go ahead and do the the good news story of the day so I've actually, I was torn between two, so I'm going to give you guys the option. Do you guys want to hear about the uh, news story about my buddy here in the neighborhood and the Titans, or do you want to hear about a solar electric uh, story? I want to hear them both. Okay. Well, the first one, we'll say it's, uh, the headline is that solar is now the cheapest electricity in history and just met 100% of the demand in South Australia for the first time. Um, So, South Australia has met 100% of its electricity demands with solar energy for the first time over this weekend, most of it coming not from solar farms, but from PV panels mounted on rooftops. A combination of cloudless skies, low energy demand, and mild temperatures helped create conditions for 76% of circulating power to be generated by rooftop solar, with utility-scale solar farms making up the rest. They were... Uh, both sources combined make 1.37 gigawatts of available power, which have generated 986 metric tons of CO2, which would normally require 1 million pounds of coal or 100,000 gallons of gasoline. Damn. So I thought that That's one was pretty awesome. cool. <clears throat> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I guess, yeah, we'll just go ahead and say the other one. So, here in my neighborhood, we have an HOA. I'm on the board now, so we're trying to make it a little bit better. Um, this happened before. Yes, I know. This happened before I was on the board. <laughs> so, um buddy of mine here in in my neighborhood um, had a Tennessee Tough uh, sign for the Tennessee Titans in his yard. We have a bylaw with signs in the yard, blah, blah, blah. It's stupid. We're going to try to get it overturned. Um Apparently, he went to Twitter to complain about it because he got a violation and the Titans came out and did this big shindig. They had the drummers come out. They had T-Rat come out, which is the mascot, and they mounted this flag that was like six to eight feet wide in his yard (laughs) and gave him a check for $400 to pay for any fines that may occur from it oh that's awesome yeah i was like dude are you kidding me right now like this is great and what sucks is this is the same buddy that last year he tried to get me to go to um the uh the tighten up i think is what it's called um the show with eddie george and then he i, I couldn't make it and then oh that's I see, right. I see pictures of him and eddie george and everybody else and i'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> like, I, got, I had to miss that. And he got to meet Eddie George, one of the best Titans to ever play. Like, God. Right. But yeah, I thought that was awesome how the uh Titans did that. Just, they that's, came. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he said he was told it was going to be just a fan interview. And then they showed up and did all that. So they
2: surprised him. Yeah.
0: I was like, that's sweet. That's dope. Yeah. I wonder how they heard of it, though. Yeah. He, he went to Twitter to to complain about it. And uh, uh he didn't think anything was gonna come of it. Yeah. And then and then they reached out for a quote unquote fan interview and uh then it it just turned into that. I was like, dude, that is that's awesome. That's cool. Real yeah. quick, guys. Yeah,
1: that's that's pretty awesome.
0: I just remembered
2: the name of that movie. What's that? 2010 Insidious. Have you
0: guys seen Insidious? I haven't. Dude, Whoa, I have dude, Insidious. I did not watch that one. Whoa. I, I haven't seen a lot of like horror movies. Guys, lately. you need to see that
2: movie. Except is it
0: in chapter two. <laughs> legitimately creepy. Really? Yeah. So you
2: know the the uh, upside that they call in uh, Stranger Things.
0: Yeah, uh, the upside down. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So basically, Insidious. Such a good show, by the way. Is um, it starts out this this family has got a haunted house, and they call this lady who's basically um, she can speak to the dead and get rid of demons, but they she uses technology and she has a way to cross over to the dead realm. Oh, okay. And it it is super creepy. I mean, guys, yeah. Maybe okay. we should maybe we should do like um uh the Netflix watch party and all watch insidious one night because it's
0: genuinely really good. All right. But also really Hannah good. Yeah, won't be around, around. for that because she will not I can't even watch like action <laughs> yeah, movies she when really she's going to sleep because she's like so empathetic and stuff on stuff, like it'll like feed into her mood and her night and she'll like have a nightmare and like everything else. Like Man, I don't let any other shit
2: bother me. Well like I mean especially like action movies. Like I love watching people get blown up. It's great. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I yeah. don't dude Do I, know, I
2: don't watch know. scary movies
1: all the time like while I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I said looks it looks doesn't like bother me. To fall asleep
0: but <laughs> if she catches it and she's like, turn it off. Turn it down. <laughs> just like, okay. All
2: right. Then maybe we need to plan a night for you to come over to my place. We'll turn the lights out, crank the 5.1 surround sound on. Yeah. Watch Insidious. We'll press play at the same time with Sean here. <laughs> and we'll have the phone yeah. sitting in the room and we can all talk about what's happening. And We we'll could just just, do a podcast during it. And just like, conversate during,
0: <laughs> during the movie. The movie is sick. Yeah, oh, there seriously. we go. <laughs> you, guys, you guys would dig it. I promise you. Okay. Cool. I mean, I'm down. Well, cool, guys. Yeah, I'm down with it. Well, I think this was awesome again. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to try to maybe live stream next week during the uh, election results. I would love to try to do that. Um, and so that I think will be really interesting because um, that will also bring us because we've done a few that have been non-political, so it'll kind of bring us back to a little bit political.
2: Yeah, it's and been nice to get away from from politics. Yeah, in it has. Weeks. It definitely has. So uh, <laughs> I think we all needed a break from it. Yeah. But But uh, you know, if we can't ignore the election. It's no. let's, let's be honest. So now I would like to. Uh, I would like to do that. Uh, Sean, is that something you think you'd be able to do? Or.
1: uh Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd be down. It's
0: November third. Cool. Yeah, that's next Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Yep. Oh, well,
1: then, yeah, no, we'll, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: talk, we'll talk off air and see if maybe we can make something work. If not, not a big deal. Um, we're working also on the next topic. Uh, anybody has any suggestions, shoot it out to us. We would love to have some suggestions from people. Um, as always go to unbiased com and uh, that'll bring you to our anchor website. Um, you can send us a message. We'd love to have you included. Uh, that giveaway is still going. First one to do it gets a t-shirt. We're about to set up our contest on our Facebook page uh, for a, it was for 300 likes, but now we're almost at 400 likes. So it's going to be a combination um, for another t-shirt giveaway. Um, We're looking to get to 500 likes. Uh, That's our next goal. After we get to 500, we'll we'll do some sort of giveaway again. Um, So please like, share, subscribe, get our name out there. We also just started up an Instagram and we are on Twitter. Both of those are unbiased freedom. You can find us, it's easy to find. Uh, our tag on Instagram or on uh, Twitter is unbiased free. There's no M at the end, the, instead, it's like a one or whatever. But you yay! Can, yeah, well, somebody actually, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, two weeks before I made our <laughs> Twitter, somebody took the unbiased freedom tag. Oh, yeah. they they Oh, do. no. Yeah. So. I think it's handle is the word you're thinking of. Yes, the handle. Yes, you're correct. Um but so we're on all platforms. Um we are on uh all almost platforms. Almost all platforms. The one that we aren't on, which we should be in the next couple of days is iHeartRadio. Oh. I got us I got us on uh to that and also got us on to Audible a couple of weeks ago. So Oh nice. Yeah, so nice. adding so any other places where you get your podcast and you don't find us, let us know. We'll get it on there. Uh, it's pretty simple process. Um, and yeah, we've been enjoying it. Uh, we want to get more interactions from everybody, so please, like I said, like, share, subscribe. Interact with us on Facebook. And personally,
2: um, the whomever is our 669th like, I just want to shake your hand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably take us a little bit to get to 600, but I mean, we we are growing pretty quickly, which has been awesome, but we definitely, I want to continue seeing that increase um and we really really want to get that interaction guys please send us in those messages yeah and, uh, don't be a pansy yeah yeah
1: absolutely you guys you guys are the whole reason we do this so we definitely want to hear from you
0: that and we like hearing ourselves talk accurate <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say anything i let sean do it, but <laughs> <laughs> no All but right. yeah guys seriously um Let's let's get it man. And uh m- until next time, this has been your your boy Thomas and you know, we'll see you guys on the next one. Take it easy guys.
1: As always, thanks and good night.
0: Happy Halloween. <laughs>